0: listening to girls gone wild this is joy and this is claire this is episode 181 hi claire hi (laughs) what are you doing
1: (laughs) the same thing i always do when we skype record which is i'm internet shopping
0: you need to stop that (laughs) and then you're also on pinterest and you guys while we record she'll send me texts so i am like simultaneously having a conversation with claire on skype and texting so it's kind of fun (laughs) Because then that's that's how the bathing suit came about. That fun yeah. lime green bathing suit. If you guys missed that last week, Claire had an epic bathing suit find for the Costa Rica trip.
1: You guys need to go look at that on Instagram. <laughs> and Brandon is always like, You enjoy text literally twenty four seven. Like what do you still have to talk about on the yeah. podcast? And like yeah. that's the beauty of it, Brandon. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a continuation ending. of an ongoing conversation <laughs> about everything
0: about everything and nothing it's so great and it's so perfect did he uh i'm probably giving something away but um did he talk to you about texting me last weekend he makes no effort to hide his text message like anything (laughs) okay
1: so we were watching a TV. We were watching Man in the High Castle, which we can talk about. Also. Okay, okay. Um, and you know how like text messages pop up on your on your computer screen, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we were watching it on his computer, and all these texts from Sandy start popping up. And I'm like, "Why are you texting Sandy?" And he was like, "Oh, we're just texting." And I'm like, "I mean."
0: No, <laughs> no that's just like, not. That's not a thing. You don't just our husbands don't just text with Sandy, right. so uh did he tell you what that was about he ended up finally just asking okay me and okay out yeah now. so i that's what i was thinking i'm like i'm pretty sure he talked to you about this because i so, so you guys brandon was trying to figure out a christmas gift for claire and sand i would also like to point out guys it's like it's a week away not even <laughs>
1: So I keep saying like, "Oh, I wish I think we should open our Christmas presents because I cannot stand to wait to open Christmas presents." And he's like, "No." And I'm like, "You haven't got me anything yet, have you?" Is that why?
0: You can't wait? You like to open them right away? I just like that's they're sitting Scott under is. the tree
1: and I just yeah. yeah.
0: Yep, that's Scott. It's another way that you guys are like each other and Brendan and I. <laughs> okay, so Brandon texts me asking for Sandy's number. So I was like, "Okay, so I sent it to him." And then Sandy texts me and she goes, Oh, crap. Brandon is asking about a Christmas gift and I have no idea what he's talking about.
1: <laughs> so she's texting um, okay, me. Wait, hold on. I have to interject because Brandon is apparently like listening in outside the door and he just texts me. Uh, excuse me, you have no clue what I'm getting you for Christmas. Ah! He says, maybe Sandy was a decoy." You eavesdropper! He's being such an eavesdropper! <laughs> oh my goodness! So apparently, Sandy was a decoy. We shall have to
0: wait. Oh, and see. that's a good one. That's another bunny trail he's taking you on. Oh my gosh! Okay. So I have no idea. I mean, I kind of had an idea, but then I was like, "I got nothing." Brandon, sorry. So maybe Sandy figured well, it out. So
1: he was asking. He what what he ended up asking me was like, "Hey." You, you were talking about some, like, piece of jewelry that Sandy would know about. And the only thing I can think of that he would be referring to is, you know, that bracelet that I feel like somebody either posted this in our Girls Gone Wild group or, like, Sandy, maybe we were talking about it, like, when we were in California. I don't even remember that bracelet that you put a hair tie around. Yeah. But it looks like a real piece of jewelry.
0: Yeah. <sighs> No. Nah, you know I, what talking about No, not at all. Well, it's, it's like a vague, you don't wear hair yeah. Ties. I don't wear hair ties. It's it's like a vague memory of that yeah. conversation. But anyway, it was just really funny because anyway. he was he was texting me for Sandy's information. I texted Sandy, or I texted him Sandy's information. and Then she texts me going, "What is Brennan talking about? <laughs> like, why can't you just ask him?" But of course, she like wants to know. please, so she like is afraid to yeah. say no. It was just so funny. I, I just feel like it's getting hey, harder. You know
1: what? Close what? to him for trying.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I feel like it's just getting harder and harder to hide things from our spouses. Though I don't know how people like have affairs these days. I mean, it's not like I don't. <laughs> No, I just feel like text messages show up everywhere. First you go. Well, no, <laughs> because it's, it's hard like to hide I mean, from the high things <laughs> these days. How do <laughs> I have a figure? Well, I mean, seriously, really? I was thinking I, okay, the reason I was thinking about this was like the, the text messages popping up everywhere, like how it's on your screen. And like I heard this um this commercial the other day on one of the podcasts. I, I listened to the Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. I love them. And one of their advertisers is Ashley Madison, and I was like uh, what isn't that where you have affairs? Mm-hmm. So I don't know why that just popped in my head too. Where I was like, it's just the weirdest thing to me that like ha- you got to be sleuth, man. If stuff pops up everywhere, so anyway, I just <laughs> if you if you are, I don't want to know about it. Don't write us and tell us because I don't need to know that crap.
1: Because then your husband's gonna find the email. Yeah,
0: that <laughs> <laughs> give you away. Oh, man, but good for technology for probably catching a lot of people in the act because and it's just...
1: Brandon is no- really notoriously bad. He would say I am terrible about snooping, but really, he's just not very good at how- he leaves things out in plain sight.
0: Well, like the whole Christmas Abbott thing. Remember yeah, that?
1: The whole Christmas Abbott thing years ago, where he got Christmas Abbott to come on the podcast and was going to like surprise us with her coming on the podcast, but left the email open on my computer.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, if it was his computer. And I was
1: like, Brandon, it's my computer. And the same thing happened, like, a couple, maybe a year or two prior to that, where he was, this was back when, like, I don't know if Safari even still does this, because I don't feel like I need, like, I don't use Safari anymore, and I, like, finally just made my own homepage. But, you know, like, you would log into Safari, and it would just open up with, like, your top 10 most recent web pages. Oh, yeah. He had been researching. He wanted to do like swing dancing lessons, but he had been researching it on my computer. And so I opened up my computer one day and like the third most visited site is this like swing dancing lesson site. And I was like, what the (laughs) crap? Where did this come from? It's almost endearing.
0: Yeah, it's almost endearing of like how... Innocent it is oh it's so just... I'm not like I know, but it, it's just anyway. so funny because at first I think when I remember that story I was like, "Well, come on, Claire, just okay. a little bit. You were snooping. But it was legit your computer." <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the thing. in both of these examples it was my computer it's not like I logged into his computer and was like clicking around like yeah. he left the not and it's not even like he left his email account open mm-hmm. for the Christmas Abbott thing and I like went in and started reading through his emails it's like that email was open when I like on the front of the screen it's not even like I had to click through some tabs to get there it's like I Opened my computer and that's what was sitting there. I will because never forget he had, like, that. Printed it off. Or
0: something. I'll never forget that because then you texted me and Scott was in on it too. So here's, so then it turned into this really funny, like Scott knew that we knew and he's like, oh my gosh, you have to pretend like I don't know because Brandon's going to be really upset because they wanted it to be a surprise. And he's like, and I'm on, I'm in on this too. (laughs) So then Scott got all paranoid because he didn't want to let Brandon down. And he's like, no, you're not supposed to know that. It was just, it was so cute, but uh have you ever been a snooper like just in general even without like before brandon are you like snoopy by nature not because i hate you <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> naughty by nature
1: because <laughs> um, i'm not not a snooper but i i like to say like i'm not gonna like go through someone's like bag or something Mm -hmm. but like I definitely I don't know I like to say that I just pay really close attention to things Mm -hmm. that's what I tell you know and I'm like when Brandon's like how do you know that I'm like because I pay attention because I notice little things and I like put two and two together it's like very Sherlock Holmes you know like yeah well are you doing it out of just like that's how your
0: brain work are you doing it out of paranoia
1: no I don't like go out of my way yeah and i don't and i definitely am not doing it out of paranoia.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think of myself as like just very observant.
0: I used to be a massive That's snooper. That's probably like what
1: a snooper would say though. What do you uh, what do you think?
0: No, i don't think i mean i think the way you describe yours is like just normal observation. I used to be insane snooper. I used to be real bad. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, when i was with Scott. So the the short very short version was like when he and i started dating i was in the mode of my life where i was like i don't care about boys i'm just gonna do whatever i want and just like miss independent and then of course when we (laughs) that was just total defense mechanism that i was pulling pretending that i didn't care and then all of a sudden six months down the road we're dating and it's pretty serious i'm like oh crap i really care and what if I lose him or what if he doesn't like me and all just this here's what I think is like you can pretend all you want that you like are the cool girl and you're like looking at other couples being like I don't understand why they have problems but the second you get into a relationship you turn into that crazy girl and then you realize oh this is this is what happens so basically (laughs) I just turned into a crazy girl for a while because I was so freaking insecure because I loved him so much and just I would snoop I would snoop all the time it was pretty embarrassing we got like, in a lot of. what do
1: you mean oh like, my is, god
0: like i would go <laughs> like, like
1: would you like read his text messages yeah stuff? well
0: yeah and at that time oh this is embarrassing but like this is before iphones but when he got an iphone of course i was like who are you texting well and not like not like crazy gonna boil your rabbit kind of girl but like more of just very curious all the time. Oh, I was always like, um, what's the word? I mean, I, yeah, I'm, it's not that I would like full out didn't trust him, but I was always skeptical. I was always kind of like side eye, but I mean, I got through it and definitely look back. I'm like, Oh, that's so embarrassing, but. I was just really scared. I was scared of getting hurt, and so it totally manifested in this crazy. Like, I'm looking for something, and of course, if you're gonna look for something, you're gonna find something. You know, like you're gonna find something that's like. So, what did you find? Nothing really. I think. Um, I was about to say you
1: can't just like PS no, up like that, Joey. No,
0: no, I yeah, I really didn't find anything. I just I snooped a lot, like hoping to find something to prove myself. Like, ha, you don't really like me. You're gonna hurt me. Isn't that silly? Like, looking for reasons. Yeah, but I think it's, like... I mean, I I truly feel like that's some... I'm not alone in this crazy party. But it was more like, I'm going to beat you to the punch. So I'm going to, like, just full-on go crazy looking for something.
1: You were like, yeah, I'm defensive. I'm One of my friends is dating a guy who does that.
0: And it drives me crazy. It drives uh, her absolutely crazy. I don't blame her. She texts me about it constantly. I wonder how Scott even, like, put up with that. Because it was just so... Again, I wasn't to a point where I was, like, psycho. Like, sitting up at night staring at him but I was like i was definitely like always what are you questioning about, how, yeah, about now? Like, how about now like he wakes up in the middle of night and i'm like just standing Who is she? in the- yeah it's exactly. But it's just so I mean, I look back it's like, oh, bless my heart. Like I was just this younger little scared girl and I just had to go through my crazy train. But yeah, man, That's it's funny. it's nutty. And now I'm normal. Oh, and now I'm totally normal. And now you're <laughs> totally normal. Obviously. Oh, so, let's talk about workouts. Cuz you've been working out and I've been working out. Is your gym doing uh and Oh my god, have you been working out? <laughs> have you? <laughs> Is your gym doing any programming to prep for the Open? Because ours is starting to, and I am so excited about it.
1: So we do – at MBS, they're doing – they do the Bergeron programming, which – Comp Train? Sorry? Is
0: that Ben Bergeron? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh.
1: And he has – I'm sure he has several different programs because, you know, he programs for, like, the elite – of the elite athletes, which clearly that is not the programming we're doing. But, you know, he has some programming that he does that he sells for different gyms, and we started – doing that but previously they had been doing the hyperfit programming which is like the gym that julie fouché goes to oh yeah her coach and for some reason they recently made the switch and so it definitely is open-esque you know like there have been a lot more workouts that are like a time cap or an amrap that's really a time cap or uh, we've been doing a lot more like chippers but that, I mean, it's, it also is a little bit tough for me to say because I've only really been going there regularly for what, like a month or six weeks. And so it's kind of hard for me to say how this like compares to their regular programming. And mm-hmm. also since they just switched programs, it's hard for me to say how it compares to like the rest of the year programming in that program.
0: But you're Does like, in the sense? yeah, but you're like in the gym.
1: Yeah, I am. I went to a uh, evening wad yesterday. So Brandon's on winter break right now, which is the best so he picked miles up from daycare so that I could work out in the afternoon because I wasn't able to go to the noon. So I went to the 515 and it was like, first of all, there were like 25 people there, yeah, which was crazy. And there was only one coach and it was like, it was dirty 30, which is the same thing as filthy 50, just with 30 instead of 50, mm-hmm. which basically means that you have like one of everything. You have like a box and a barbell and a kettlebell and a wall. ball. Yeah, it's a big and setup. you have a jump rope and you're on the rig so it was just, like, a tough workout, you know, to try to orchestrate with 25 people. And, I mean, I don't know. I think the the coach that was there was great. He was really um – you know, did a good job organizing the whole group, but it's just hard when there's that many people to like really yeah. go over every move. You know, and he did a good job of like kind of touching on everything throughout the warm up and giving everybody a lot of time to get set up. But, but it is just tough. Like, how can one person effectively coach twenty five people?
0: Yeah, that's you really know, in a twenty five
1: minute workout. You know, yeah. you, like I just don't think it's possible. And so, you know, and obviously not to you know not to knock on that coach because, like I said, he was doing a great job but it's just it's not possible anyway but so that was interesting i I don't think i've ever been in a class that big because usually during the noon class i mean they get big but they're not 25 people yeah mary's sister works out at mbs mary peterson oh yeah they have the exact same movement pattern i kept looking at her and thinking like this girl is like looks just like mary and then i was like oh it's because it's her sister
0: that was so random too that like i remember you said that first when you're like you just went to that class and she showed up and you sorry you're like what a small world
1: so, yeah, it, it's been going good. I've Like I said, I've been kind of mostly going to the noon wads, which is, is, has been nice. It was nice to do it in the evening. That kind of felt a little bit more like the rhythm that my body wants to be in. You know, I definitely felt a little bit better in the evening workout than I had in the noon – than I typically do in the noon workouts. I think, you know, like for you, like you just get up in the morning, you're ready to work out. Like for me, my body is like kind of ready to work out in the evenings as I'm finishing – the day yeah. so I know I've talked about this in previous episodes but you know it is still just an adjustment to work out in the middle of the day I will say though that I think I think this week last year is when I finally went back to the gym Yeah,
0: I saw that post, which was so cool because you said that it was about a year ago, right now, that you were getting back into it.
1: And it, but in it, like, in some ways, you know, like I am, like, you know, I post that post and, like, I am really trying to focus on, you know, in that same vein, I guess. It's been over a year since I've really worked out regularly Mm -hmm. because. Let's be honest like this past year I kind of was getting you know a couple of weeks here and there or maybe even a month or two here and there where I would work out but it was it hasn't been consistent. Yeah. You know so I don't it's hard for me To look back and think like, man, you know, if I've been, it's been a year and I am definitely nowhere near, not nowhere near, but there are still a lot of things like I still have to modify pull ups. You know, I still really don't like trust my body the way that I used to. It just feels totally different. And I really thought that by now I would kind of be back to where I was. And it's been really tough to remind myself like there is no going back and you know that sounds kind of defeatist but it's really the reality there is no going back to the body I had there's only moving forward into improving my current body and continuing to build it build it up and I you know hesitate to even see to build it back up because truly like I have a totally different body it's been through some crazy shit and like you're you know not to say that you that after you're pregnant you're like damaged goods, but like your body really never is the same I, I was even looking around at like some of the girls in the gym the other night and just thinking like I don't know just like trying really hard not to compare myself to them of like that's what I could look like Mm -hmm. if I hadn't had a baby and it's like yeah but then I wouldn't have this great little baby
0: right and that's so I was talking about this with a friend recently just about the expectations we put on ourselves and the goals that we want to reach and how it we have to really step back sometimes to go okay but what where's this goal coming from is it coming from a place of insecurity is it coming from a place of competition is it coming you know what I mean so it's like what is it that you really really want what makes you happy? and sure maybe having six-pack abs would make us happy for a second but it's that whole thing that we talked about last week wherever you go there you are i don't know yeah I know it's and like I simplifying from, like, it but it's like at some point you really have to kind of look at how much you really have done in the past year <laughs> yeah like, and
1: i think though like for me like you know I, I still do workouts and i just don't feel strong and i think that's what makes it tough is when i go into a workout And more times than not, I leave sort of feeling like, man, that was a lot harder than I feel like it should have been or like, you know, just remembering what it felt like to be able to do workouts with more weight or go faster. I don't know. You know, I think there is an aspect of it to where I probably could be pushing harder than I am. And yet I'm just sort of like, I'm still not at a place where I really trust my body again. Mm -hmm. But I also, you know, I don't know. I, I remember like before I got pregnant. I remember doing a workout with Catherine Roman, who um, yeah, I don't know if she's still. To Jay, but went to Jay for a long time, and she had recently had a baby, and she had done like the whole thing totally, you know, natural. She had like a birth photographer. She put her pictures of her like in a birth center, you know, like the whole thing up on Facebook, and like, you know, she would look like it was a, it was completely badass. And I remember I was doing a workout with her, and we were sharing a barbell, and we were doing overhead squats, and she was like kept taking weight off the bar, and I was like, Catherine, like you just went through a natural labor and childbirth, like you are a badass, you. Can can lift this weight and she was like you know basically it was just like nope like I you know she kind of I think she kind of laughed it off at the point at the time like yeah I'm gonna ride that as long as I can but I kind of get it now that like you know no matter how empowering it is in theory to have a baby like afterwards like it can feel really hard to get back in your body and try to figure out like okay what does this mean now so I don't know I think I'm just starting to recognize like how much it has to do with how I perceive my body and my trust that I have in my body versus like my actual abilities. And, you know, the fact that it's taken me a year to get to that point, I think, is testament to how little I really worked out last year.
0: Mm-hmm. But I just don't want you to beat yourself up over it either, because I don't I feel like it's focusing on something that's pretty unrealistic.
1: Yeah, well, and I don't feel like I'm beating myself up. I feel like I'm I'm definitely, you know, I'm not saying like, oh, I should have a six pack or like, oh, I should look like a certain person. It's more, really more that, that feeling of like, oh, I want to feel strong again. And oh, like I want. I think what it comes down to is like I haven't had that feeling of like surprising myself with what I can do in a long time. And that's definitely the thing that I miss of feeling feeling like oh man I didn't think I could do that and I totally just did in the gym what I typically yeah in the gym because I'm like I I could
0: name like a bazillion things that you did in the past year where I'm like I can't believe you did that but you did but yes in (laughs) terms of CrossFit I can see yeah
1: of having that like you know very visceral like man I you know didn't think and I think like instead I have a lot of the feeling of like wow I really thought I was going to be able to do that and instead I couldn't Mm -hmm. and that's just a you
0: know is mentally a tough thing to go through.
1: What about you? We're getting ready for the open. You gonna I, go to masters this
0: year, Joyce? Mm, Can I just keep bringing that up every single time? if
1: you uncomfortable? Well,
0: two things. Number one, we'll talk about the masters thing in a second. But lately, I've been realizing that I feel like I, I really want to start coaching again, and I don't know how or when or why or when because I have zero time. But I am noticing, or maybe it's just that I need to do some more open gyms, or something needs to change. But the classes, um, I find myself getting really antsy and just really wanting to do my own thing. So. So I'm sure the coaches are getting annoyed with me, but I will be like doing my own stretches and even though they're leading stretches, I'll like add some more stretches that I want to do, which I think is totally fine and appropriate, but. Oh, um, I always do that. Yeah.
1: I I feel like from a coaching standpoint, like if I was ever coaching someone who was kind of doing their own thing, as long as it looked like A, they knew what the crap they were doing. Yeah. And really B, as long as they weren't distracting everyone else. In terms of the warm up, I could kind of give a crap what people because it was always like, you know what your body needs. Yeah. If your hips are tight and I'm telling you to open your shoulders, like spend some time on your hips. Right.
0: Right. And I
1: just feel like don't get mad at me if you don't follow my warm up and then you get
0: hurt. Right. Exactly. And that's kind of like I know my body so well and I know that working out at 5:30 in the morning, I know exactly what I need to do to loosen up. And then there's just times where I'm like, I just really want to do this and I want to add this. And so, but then there's also things that I'm just finding myself getting really antsy, like little things, like if we start late and especially that's we have a tendency to kind of screw around at 5 30 in the morning because we are all just rolling out of bed but i'm just like i want to maximize my time and i want to like make sure i get everything fit in and i don't know if that's me, me like needing to to like control the situation. I'm like, maybe I should just do some open gyms, but I'm also like really missing coaching. Like I'm finding myself really wanting to like help people and you know, if they ask for my advice, I'm definitely not gonna like overcoach the coach, but I will yeah, I like,
1: have such a hard time with that too.
0: Yeah. Class. Yeah.
1: Like, I was doing a workout the other day. This super cute gal who listens, Emily, who she um works at MBS, she listens to the podcast. Hi Emily, she came to an eleven o'clock because she had the day off and she was like, I heard on the podcast that you work out at eleven. So I thought I'd come and see if you were here because I have the day off, which is so. I just was like so excited the whole. Rest oh, of the day. I love that. And she's gonna like be mortified when I say this, but I, we were doing this workout and it was power snatches. I so badly wanted to give her a cue during her power snatches, but I was like, I don't. I like this is not my place. I am not mm-hmm. the coach. Like just let it happen. And then eventually, like the coach did go over and like give her the cue, but I was like, oh, I so badly wanted to be like, put your butt down, put your butt down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, Ugh. You know, not even that, but just anything that I see, like, it's so hard for me, especially when you know if it's just like a little thing whatever but if it's like a big thing and I you know and I'm watching the coach coaching someone else and I so badly want to just go over and be like hey and at J or even at 5280 to to an extent definitely obviously at elevation I would I would go over and be like hey can I give you a tip or like hey I just noticed you're doing this can I suggest something yeah like I just feel like at MBS I just don't know people well enough yet yeah
0: that's fair I feel like at J, (laughs) like everyone knows me it's not like out of the ordinary if I was to like give someone a cue because they know that I'm a, that I'm, a, I'm level one and they know that I'm not trying to be a jerk. But yeah, sometimes I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm just dying to tell you this. Like, can I help you with this <laughs> or, or something? But I found myself even being a little bitchy on Sunday morning because there was 10 people in the class and i just get like ocd about stuff it's almost to a point where i'm like i need to back off like the rowers like just the logistics of setting up a wad where i'm like this makes no sense to me can we put the bars this way so there's not like 10 people running into each other like things like that where i think i legit stopped the class on sunday and i was like can we just face the rowers this way because this is gonna be much easier when we're doing the wad and everyone was kind of like uh who are you (laughs) tell us what to do I don't know. I mean, after doing CrossFit for so long, you're just like, just trust me. The only time I I won't question is Coach Mike, because Coach Mike knows his shit. He knows exactly what he's doing. So anytime he's leading a wad, it's like, don't argue with him. Like, this is not his first rodeo. Anyway, so I don't know if I'm, um, we haven't really announced that we're doing our level two in January. So that's kind of another thing that is Well,
1: we haven't announced it because we just signed up like no, we just days. that's <laughs> actually
0: fair okay the, the official announcement is now we're getting our level two in january and so if
1: you're in the denver area and you've been waiting into your level two
0: come the on over
1: end of january at cross it verve joy and claire to take level two by storm mm-hmm. we're going to go with a hashtag <laughs> hashtag jcl2
0: mm-hmm. there you go that is another thing that i'm thinking of is i know the level two is way more intense so i kind of maybe will ask TJ or if I can coach a few classes in January just to kind of get my I'm really nervous about it I know I've said this to you I'm like I'm kind of nervous this is supposed to be like really intense I think it'll
1: be good I think I mean I've known both like I've known I know like when they first came out with the level two even coach Mike was like I don't know I feel like that's for really advanced coaches and I was like coach Mike like this is you are literally yeah (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't get more full time than you. But then at the same time, like I've also known people who get their level one and then like two months later get their their level two, which like first of all, dollar dollar bills. But second of all, you know, they do say like they want you to have six months coaching experience, which we both have. And I also think you would be very hard-pressed to find people who pay more attention to CrossFit than we do.
0: <laughs> that is so true. That's so like, true. We,
1: and not just like the culture, but like movement standards, scaling. Like we are neck deep in that stuff. We pay attention to mm-hmm. it. We're watching videos all the time. We're reading articles all the time like, we may not be currently coaching on a daily basis. But like, I know that we are both <laughs> yeah, that's true. paying that's way true. more attention, in, you know, in class yeah. than anybody, you know, and we're both looking at videos and thinking,
0: you know, just thinking about it all day, long. all day. Yeah, that's very true. That's true. So if it's not like in the formal setting of a gym, we're still digesting this information 24 seven. Yeah. So okay, yeah, so there's the that piece um, of that tangent. But then the the Masters, just as far as CrossFit goes, um, I'm just gonna, I, I think my approach is like, I just need to do really well in the Open and just see where I stand. And that's what Shelley suggests is like, there's no way I'm going to compete at a, as a 39 year old this year. There's just no way like I'm just not there. So I think the goal for the Open is to do really well. Um, as well as i can and i'm i'm definitely taking this training season right now serious so meaning that i'm really working hard in the gym like i'm i'm not sandbagging workouts i'm going every friday we're going to start doing open workouts previous open workouts on fridays etc so that is something that i'm going to take very seriously i'm going to really try and get my muscle up asap just need to go to roots. Like we should just go
1: on Saturday. I don't know why we've been putting this off for so well, long. Well, because
0: it's just it's just life and it's like I, I know it's an excuse, but truly not on my side. It's just it's just w- we yeah
1: but she's yeah. literally been inviting you up there for like I know
0: but like the most and, and it really is like a scheduling thing truly because the only time that she's there is on weekdays and then weekends she's not there and that's really I'd work during the week, whatever. So um at some point we will cross paths. I have faith in that but I think at this time I'm just really focused on getting my strength up and Working oh, my weaknesses. maybe you'll
1: get at the level
0: two. Uh, maybe yeah. I will. So that's kind of the goal. And so I know I thank you listeners who have made comments like, oh, Joy, you're gonna go to regionals, and oh, you're gonna go to- or masters or whatever. I-, I think that's so sweet of you. And I'm just taking a very, like, I'm gonna just do my best in the open and see how it goes. And then I- I'm also really, well, we can talk about this in another episode, but I'm also really trying to take care of my body and dialing in nutrition and in terms of some like health issues I had in like in the past year so I don't want to screw that up by like going balls to the wall with some training so that is something that I am prioritizing right now so we'll see but I mean I'm not gonna lie there's a part of me that's really scared to think about it of wow that I can never imagine myself doing that but at the same time I'm like that would be a really cool thing to go for to see if I could do it
1: I mean like what makes you nervous about it though
0: Mm, Just one of those things where you, I'm the girl that's like on the sidelines watching everyone else do it and they can do it, but I can't type of thing. It's just, that's old beliefs where I'm like, I'll never be as good as them. You know, that's it. That's the inner dialogue. In
1: the, like in workouts at the gym, you are always like winning.
0: At my gym. You know, if I go to a competition, it's like, I'm not a special snowflake when I go to a competition. (laughs) when I'm at a competition, I'm like, oh, okay, now this is where the real kids play. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, it's just, I definitely have some mental stuff to work through around it, because anytime I think about it, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if that could be me. So I guess all the more reason to to try it
1: yeah and i mean i don't know i think like I, th- I don't think that every single person that you you know that knows you and knows crossfit would be encouraging you to do it if we all thought you were gonna like just totally you know fall on your ass yeah like i yeah. i wouldn't you know if i didn't think that like you legitimately had a you know and maybe not you're not gonna like win the open this
0: year no i think about what shelly said when she she was just working out the gym and one of her coaches approached her and said you're gonna compete and she was like what and she never really thought of herself that way It's kind of where I am, but it is just a matter of getting through some limiting beliefs, a lot of limiting beliefs, which is, they're never going to go away, let's be honest. But I also think it's just a matter of, can I commit? Can I do this? Is that a, I feel like you have to really just go all in and set that as a goal. And that is your only goal for that period of time. And there, there's something that feels scary about that. I don't know what it is, but you know what it is now that I'm talking it, I'm talking it out is doing one step at a time. Right, like I'm just not going to go there right now. What I'm going to do is focus on preparing for the open and seeing how I do, and that's like the best thing I can yeah. focus on right now.
1: I think I think that's a really good point because it's like we, even though they did just add the 35 to 39 Masters, it's not like you're going to go from no, you know, realistically, like to have a, a you know blowout season this year. But I think <laughs> it's like a good just lens to look at it through of like, okay, if you really were to take this seriously and work hard, like what
0: would happen? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's that I feel like I just talked it out. Now I'm clear. I'm just going to focus on the open do very as well as I can.
1: Let's talk about your back squat because you posted something on Instagram yesterday earlier in the week for everyone else
0: mm-hmm. um, where you
1: were talking about your your fear of the back squat. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little about that because it's it seems like you, it sounds like you guys are you in the back squat are, are
0: working it out. We're working it out. What's your scary move? Claire, do you have a move that you get scared? Literally everything right now. I
1: I literally, like, I really do. I am finally, like, kind of coming to terms with the fact that I just do not trust my body right now. Okay. Anything that is, like, heavy makes me nervous. I would say, I think probably, like, the clean, Mm -hmm. because I feel like the snatch, like, is scary, but I can bail the snatch so easily, whereas, like, the clean, I don't know. I just, like, there's something about catching it in the front rack that is a lot scarier to me than catching a snatch overhead,
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Which, you know, now that I say that out loud makes less make no sense. But I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's like, when it gets heavy, I really freak out. Yeah,
0: I think I've always had
1: kind of everything. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I think there's always the other thing I love about CrossFit is you're constantly pushing up against things that scare the crap out of you. But the back squat, and I have had a complicated, hashtag it's complicated relationship. It all started when I was first doing CrossFit. I would say it's the first year I did CrossFit in a gym. So this is, you know, after I was doing CrossFit with my friends at work for a while. And I was not, I, I cannot stress this enough. I feel like you have to learn so much about your body and how it feels before you should really be lifting heavy, heavy weights. Well, you know, back in the day, we weren't really as informed about this was like no one's fault but it was just more along the lines of I didn't know how I was supposed to feel and I was just like kind of establishing myself as the baddest in the gym so I was like I'm gonna go for it and I ended up tweaking my back a little bit it wasn't anything serious but it scared me enough to where I was like oh my gosh and so I really became fearful of back squats for a long time well then over time you know in my head I, I almost feel like bad because I wasted so much freaking time just making up excuses in my head for not doing it for not doing back swaths for all those years I took a long time off of even trying to go heavy like the heaviest I would do would be maybe 50% of my one my previous one rep max so fast forward oh yeah I remember multiple conversations with you where
1: we for like a year we had the same one rep max and I was like this makes no sense
0: yeah. I mean, because I was just like, nope, I don't care. I just don't care. Yeah. And I think that that's a perfect example of like how you can really just work through some stuff in CrossFit mentally, too. And it just didn't matter to me. I kind of just swore it off. I was like, I don't really care about weightlifting. This is stupid. Like I just had a re- I had that reaction. So then after time, I was like, OK, I'm going to I think to dialing in nutrition and all that stuff really helped me to trust my body again. And, you know, speaking of what you just said, Claire, it kind of makes sense of like, trusting your body and trusting that your body will be strong for you started lifting heavy again i started hitting some really good prs and i felt really good and i felt like i was back in tune and that my body was going to be okay a couple weeks ago i did i was doing some heavy front squats and it my back tweaked a tiny bit it was almost just like a little i don't know my sometimes your muscles will just spasm and then like for a day and a half they're just kind of sore it wasn't anything like i needed to go to the doctor for but it scared me enough that i was like oh my gosh is this going to again. So when I posted that video on Monday, it was right after the two weeks had passed of me like spasming my back a tiny bit. So I was we were supposed to just find a heavy one rep and I was almost to my one rep max. But the video I posted was I'd say 10 pounds under my one rep. I First of all, I hate posting videos. I'm never really a fan of doing that because I just feel like they're they all look the same to me. It's like a dime a dozen people lifting weights on yeah. Instagram these That's days. Why
1: I feel whenever I post <laughs> pictures of my feet and like my work, my dress, like, hey, look, Claire, stay next to the barbell like, again. Every yeah, different angles. So I I yeah, always not feel even, maybe yeah, angle, actually, <laughs> like so- literally when um Courtney came from uh to visit and came and dropped in at MBS she was like I knew it was you. no was it Courtney or was it Emily no no Courtney came to visit but maybe Emily said this I was like I knew it was you because I recognized your shoes from oh all that's so cute posts.
0: as I was like replaying it I saw these nervous ticks that I did before I actually lifted the weight I was like huh you can actually see my fear in this video you could actually see my fear It's so I like pulling up my belt and then I was like shuffling my feet I was like
1: you, like shaking at my weight. neck and i
0: checked my weight and i was like shoveling the bar back and forth like trying to get it all even i mean all these like yeah. nervous ticks. i was like you can legit see how scared i am to do this right now i just That was more important to me than like who cares how much i squat the fact was i was like i just went for it and i was really scared and you could probably see in the video my nervous little ticks like i took up half the video doing but i ended up doing it and i felt fine and you know what i ended after that rep because i was like i just want to end feeling good today and there's some days where i really feel like i love days when you push yourself so hard that you do fail because then you know for sure that you took it to the max. (laughs) But that day I was like, I just really want to end on a note where I feel like I'm strong. And I pushed through something and I did push through a mental block. So Yeah, so that was that. But I think a lot of people, there's some people that asked and commented, like, how did you push through it? And it's like, I think everyone's journey with that is going to be different. But for me, it was just a matter of, okay, Um, especially the rep that I did before that. I was like, I felt pretty strong. I think adding an extra five pounds or 10 pounds was not going to break me. And also, I'm really big (laughs) on warming up my back at that hour. So I will do, I will be that one that's like going off script with the warm up and just doing all the back warmups that I know my body needs because I have to do a lot of like dynamic stuff I can't I don't like static stress stretching in the morning I don't feel like it does anything because your body's just rolled out of bed so why would you just do some statics it's like I need to move I need to like start being dynamic because my body is like just been laying on a bed for eight hours So I'll be like Running around yeah, doing like the
1: reason why I do not work out in the
0: morning. I do like plow to straddles like up the yin yang and then I do like the cross body legs. I do a lot of leg swings. I do a lot of stretching up and then touching the ground. It's like I am all over the place because I know if I don't warm up my back like that, then I'm, I'm at risk for scaring myself again. So just go for it, you guys. I really um encourage you to be familiar with how your body feels with lifting weight and uh It can be scary, but I think more importantly is to respect the lifts.
1: I don't even remember the last time that I tested my one rep maxes. Like, literally don't remember. It has been over two years.
0: Really? Well, because maybe
1: like just around two years. I think right around this time, two years ago. Can you believe it's been two years? Sandy and I were doing that Black Iron program. Oh, you're kidding me. was two years ago. That was probably the last time that I tested my one at maxes because I remember I got a deadlift PR like right around this time two years ago. I think I got, gosh, 205 maybe and I was like so excited that I broke 200. Then I got pregnant and I have not – you know, obviously I didn't max out while I was pregnant and I haven't tested – I you know, had miles. So it's cr- like whatever they say, like, oh, you know, sixty percent of your water at max, I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> it gives me <laughs> anything. Gives anything. Kind of miss like those you know, that wonder at max moment, but mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I still get butterflies when I think about it. When well, oh yeah. if I see it programmed, but I think at this point too, it's just a matter of going. All right, I'm just going to go as heavy as I feel today, and especially because we don't do those lifts all the time, so you right. can't you can't always go off the last one or at max if you haven't done it in four months. I mean, my goodness, it's not that's not realistic.
1: Do you want to talk about macros for a second? Like, yeah, for like one second
0: for one second, sure, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I'm counting macros again. I remember last time you asked about this, you were like, "Let's talk about macros," and I was like, "I don't have anything to say." I'm not <laughs> macros.
0: There's some people out there that are like, "Why do you guys keep talking about this?" And I i went back and forth today because i know you mentioned wanting to talk about it and at first i was like no everyone's gonna like be rolling uh, their eyes or like fast forwarding through this part but the fact of the matter is i i feel like we need to have an episode in the near future just about the past year because it is about a year when we started this and i have a lot to say about it at first i was like oh we can't keep talking about this in my head to myself i'm like oh people are gonna just be so annoyed but then i was like no like this has been a big part of our lives for the past year and it doesn't mean that it has to be a negative thing about our bodies or you know restriction or whatever negative connotations come yeah. come with that because if, there's there's a lot to it and i feel really like we could really help people if we should, like got into the nitty-gritty of the journey a little bit more at some point anyway that was my thought well, and was i think
1: too like i think it's definitely definitely you know we had a lot of nutrition guests all in a row. And that had a lot more to do with scheduling than it did with like really anything else. And, you know, we even actually have some other, what, two nutrition, more nutrition guests in the hopper that we are consciously facing out, yeah, knowing that, you know, we kind of hit it heavy in November with a lot of macro talk and a lot of diet talk and wanting to give you guys a little bit more variety than that. But I think also, you know, it is a really big part of everybody's daily Thought process of like, okay, like eating is the only thing you have to do every day. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think it impacts your health more than anything else that you do, for better or for worse. Really, you know, other than sleeping, I think it's really the only thing or the number one thing that contributes to your overall well being. So, anyway, and for us this year, that's just meant macros. And in the past, you know, we've talked about paleo, we've talked about vegan, and I think. What it comes down to, for me at least, is like I wasn't – I really thought that I was ready to kind of move on from macros. Then I finally just decided – I think it kind of came right around with the same realization of like realizing how little I've trusted my body in the last year and kind of realizing that I needed to lay some new groundwork came the decision that, you know, I needed to – give macros another chance just because I did have good results with macros when I was doing them, um, you know, last year and just wasn't really able to stick with it over the summer. And Anyway, so I've been counting macros again very consistently, I would say, you know, within plus or minus five almost every day for the last month and have been at first a little bit frustrated with feeling like my progress was really slow. And then I was talking to my coach this morning and she was like, you know, you have to remember when you first started counting macros, like you were breastfeeding, you had just had a baby like you're the weight was coming off fast. And I was thinking like, that's really true. And I've started to, you know, I have wondered and I know I've even said this on the podcast like, yeah, I lost, you know, 20, 20, 25 pounds. But who's to say, you know, that was postpartum, everyone lose weight, loses weight postpartum. That's just how it's set up. Like I, you know, was breastfeeding, whatever, I just had a baby. So it's kind of hard for me to say, like, how much of that weight would I have lost anyway, had I not been counting. And so I'm really consciously just having to try hard to not compare, like, well, in the first month of doing macros strict last year, I lost, you know, eight pounds. Well, this, this month, I only lost two pounds, you know, so I don't know, it feels good, though. It feels good to be back into it. And really, more than anything, it feels good to kind of feel like, okay, almost in a way like I'm getting to know my body again and I'm being a lot more thoughtful about fueling myself and now that I'm working out regularly again it just it just really feels like now finally after a year I'm kind of laying the foundation again you know which I thought I think I was under the impression that this process was going to happen at this time last year mm. you know when I went back to the gym 6 weeks postpartum but yeah. I think I'm realizing too like there's a reason that most countries give women a year off after you have a baby because it takes a year to like feel like you're in your own skin again Mm -hmm. if not longer anyway and maybe for some women it doesn't take that long but and then i'm like oh my gosh if we're gonna try to have another kid like if we're gonna try to get pregnant again like in the next year like is this even worth it i just had to do this again but it's a learning experience hopefully you know it won't be as and i think too like you know i have talked about the postpartum depression that i went through and that obviously was huge but i mean you know there that was a really serious thing and i think that going through this is obviously now we're going down a trail much different than just talking about macros, but going through a labor and a birth that was very much different than what I expected and having my owls have to be in the NICU and going through a recovery period that was much harder than I thought. I think it just made me second guess everything I thought I knew about my body. Mm. I just felt like everybody constantly told me during my pregnancy, like your body will know what to do, trust your body, like you're built to do this, blah, blah, blah. And then when push came to shove, my body didn't know what to do. Yeah. You know, if, there, if I hadn't been able to have a medical, Medical intervention, if Miles, you know, if I hadn't been in the hospital, like it would have, you know, I don't know what would have happened. Luckily, I don't have to worry about that. But it just kind of made me feel like I was counting on my body to do this thing. And it just didn't do it. And that it made it made me lose a lot of trust and like literally just trust in my body so yeah I think now I'm finally removed enough from that that I can take a step back and realize that that's what happened and start to rebuild that foundation and hopefully you know if and when we do have another kid I won't either a won't have to go through that again or b will know it's coming and so it won't be quite as much of a shock
0: well good can't believe it's been a year. It's so crazy. Like this is the exact week when I was starting working against gravity. But yeah, I think that's definitely worth an episode down the road. And we definitely are spacing out nutrition talk as much as possible. But yes, what Claire said, we just had so many guests that were willing to come on sooner rather than later. And it just happened that way. So we got two more coming up in January, February, but they're really good. So you'll be excited. Um, I also want to give a shout out lastly to our listeners, I did a post recently on our Facebook page at Girls Gone Wad podcast to let us know what you're up to as far as creativity or just kind of what you're known for. And every, we have some pretty darn oh ta- gosh. talented people. Like so like many crazy. Etsy shops, so many like amazing blogs. So if you're interested in checking it out, just go to our Facebook page. Again, it's Girls Gone Wad podcast. It's one of the first three posts right now. It's
1: Girls Gone Wad. facebook.com forward slash Girls Gone it says po- <laughs>
0: Well, It says podcast in our name.
1: Yeah, that's true. But if you want to oh. go to your, Oh, I see.
0: So we have someone that does. Oh, it's so cute. She's like Casey says. I make a kick-ass potato salad, lasagna, and pasta carbonara. How do you say that? Carbonara. <laughs> so bad. Pasta
1: carbonara.
0: I'm also known for getting an insanely large amount of things done in a really small space of time under pressure. <laughs> um lucinda makes string art and she has an etsy shop i believe oh no she says she's debating on it and she definitely needs to because this photo that she posted is amazing oh cute um morgan does custom cross-stitch family portraits and she made one for us, and I cannot oh wait to see it. And in like a day, she yeah! made it.
1: Yeah, she texts us and was like, "Oh, it's done." And it's like,
0: "What? Oh. That would take me a year." Yeah, we have someone who does screen printing, screen printing. Uh, singing, photography. <laughs> I think amazing renditions are part of that world. Yeah, she sure does. I, uh, I'm just so impressed with you guys. So thank you for that because I was looking at all, I'm going to have to browse through the Etsy, Etsy shops again because that was just, this just blows my mind how much talent we have. All right. Well, that's it, Claire. What else do you got? Are we done? It's so late. We're recording. Late. I know.
1: Yeah. I don't really think I have anything else.
0: Okay. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Ooh, yeah. Santa's coming. Uh. <laughs> um, by the way, I don't know if you, you probably didn't see Snapchat, but I was at, um, I had to run to Target today, and I just don't pay attention to what I wear sometimes like Scott left this morning and when he leaves I'm just like I wear whatever I want because he dresses me and also not really I'm kidding you guys but he <laughs> he will
1: he, I'm not really kidding because sometimes not really not, like, Are you yeah, that?
0: yeah exactly he would comment on uh, there's things I'll wear that he'll comment on and it's so funny but today I just left the house with like red corduroy pants on a flannel shirt and then I grabbed my red puffer jacket so you really can only see a bunch of bread and so I'm at Target I'm running around <laughs> but
1: not even like corduroy dating red no
0: okay. just like reds and reds and i walked down this i walked down the aisle of the cat food and the cat litter of course and there was this crazy cat lady in the aisle and she just looks at me and she goes you're woman santa <laughs> and i was just like what because i realized with my white
1: wearing, and you have like white hair white
0: hair i had glitter eyeliner and in my red pants and red coat and i was like that's accurate that is absolutely accurate you're a crazy cat lady. Yeah. let and us talk about being like, crazy cat ladies together yeah she was hunched over some cat toys probably for her christmas cats that she has like 50 in her house okay well merry christmas everybody and i, <laughs> I hope this is you- from santa cat lady and i hope you get everything you want and more we'll see you next week bye bye